Hi, this is Jolson coming on before the podcast to address uh, the elephant in the room. Uh, this was recorded before the uh, protest stemming from the unjust murder of George Floyd. And while we want this episode, these shows to be more lighthearted in nature, we do talk about political themes and we have talked about police brutality in the past so we felt weird not addressing this at all so we want to uh say that we do support these uh protests and do support black lives matter we will be leaving a link in uh our twitter to a act blue page that will uh let you donate not just to one fund, but uh, multiple. It'll split the donation between multiple funds to help protesters uh, post bail. And we personally donated to the Minnesota Freedom Fund, but they are no longer asking for donations, so we will redirect you to there. And um, it's hard to segue into this, but we hope you enjoy uh, our review of Scoob. It is a long one. Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cinema, a podcast about movies based on cartoons that tries to answer two very simple questions. Is this a good movie, and is this a good adaptation of the cartoon it's based on? I'm your host, Matt S. The S stands for Cinema is Dead. And I'm Jolson, and I I love consuming product. Yummy. And this week, uh, we... First of all, it's been a while, I would say. Uh, yeah, um... We're not dead. Yeah, some stuff happened, and then we started trying to get back back to the the show, and then some more stuff happened. All right, so quick recap. All right, we're going to go. First week, we had college work. Second week, we had more college work. Third week, we we did an episode. We recorded... <laughs> it got deleted twice. We, record- we recorded... An entire episode on uh, He-Man and She-Ra, Secret of the Sword. And that episode... If you want, like, a TLDR, it is a very 80s movie, gay as shit, and that's very cool. Kind of fun. Uh, that episode is lost. You will never hear it. We can't get it back, unfortunately. <laughs> so, But you know it isn't lost. Uh... Popeye by Genny Tarkovsky. Oh, right, 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 right. Yep, yep, yep. We covered that on on the Lost He-Man episode, but... Genny Tartakovsky's Popeye is coming back. We take credit. Um, I I don't have... We recorded this bit twice for the last episode, so I don't have the energy to go through it again, but... (laughs) It's a thing. We just... It's a thing. The, The movie's coming back. You can thank us. It's very cool. And we also uh, establish a new rule this week. A new rule that probably won't get invoked very much considering the circumstances. Uh, That rule is that uh, modern films that fit the criteria, like 
new releases that fit the criteria of the rules will get an episode right away. Right. Yeah. So if any new releases come out that are movies that we would cover on this show anyway, we're just going to go ahead and cover them. Uh, and you don't really have to worry about that happening because right now this is being recorded during the 2020 coronavirus uh, pandemic and movies are dead. Movies are still dead. We got we got the Snyder Cut on the horizon next year, but uh, other than that, things are looking bleak. And you know what? After this movie, I, I'm pretty okay with that. Yeah, speaking of bleak, this week we're covering Scoob, the 2020... Scoob. God... Even that title fucking sucks. Modern update to Scooby Doo. Uh, I guess I guess not counting all the other modern updates to Scooby Doo that are coming out literally all the time because this franchise has never died. It has never disappeared, and has the same faithful uh, voice actors that always will take the role. Yeah. It's still getting man. You wouldn't want to fuck them over. Still getting multiple direct-to-video Scooby-Doo movies every single year, and they're not bad apparently. Yeah, they're all pretty good. The TV cartoons all pretty good, all featuring the same voice cast who loves voicing the characters who have like been very faithful to the originals. In some cases, they are the originals. Uh, but uh, Warner Brothers decided that instead, um, for this big, big budget. Well, big budget in quotes doesn't look it, but big budget animated movie for theaters. Uh, we're gonna replace the entire voice cast, and we're gonna we're gonna make it hip right. and cool for the kids. Um, do we do we have to go over the history of Scooby Doo? Like, no, we don't. Everybody it's knows Scooby Doo. Scooby fucking do. The only like, piece of history you have to know is that the original di- design of Scooby Doo was done by Takamoto, who was a uh, former Japanese internment camp prisoner. Which is very cool. Yeah, his designs... The designs of all the Scooby-Doo characters are, frankly, the, like the best character designs that Hanna-Barbera ever had. There's a reason that this there's is the one... There's a reason that they survived. There's a reason that this is the one Hanna-Barbera franchise that survived all this time when the others, and you know, faded into obscurity. Like... And the faded into obscurity is important here. Yeah. Yep. Um... All right, so the cast has been replaced by every kid's favorite celebrities. You know, you got Zac Efron, who has not been in a good movie ever, I don't think. I hear the the Neighbors. No, wait, Neighbors. Neighbors neighbors movies are good. I didn't see them. He plays uh, uh, Fred. Cool. You got... The the high school kid... All the people who watched High School Musical are, like not graduating because of coronavirus but they're like graduation age nobody fucking cares about him yeah and we got uh will forte as shaggy who look i like will forte he's funny he's been funny in a lot of a lot of good stuff is a great uh character yeah mcgruber all of the the psychos that he played on on tim and eric he's a very funny guy very bad fit for shaggy doesn't do the voice well. It, it it constantly sounds like he's straining to do a voice and not. Then you got uh, Gina Rodriguez, uh, the an actress who is uh, problematic. Yeah, yeah. 
we don't need to get too um, too deep into that, but uh, her performance. Just Google Gina Rodriguez Edward. Go have fun. <laughs> Uh, her performance here is very bad. Not like makes no attempt to sound like the character has like zero energy to the performance. It's not good. And then uh, you probably have like the only decent, and I'm gonna put decent in quotes, uh, like performance of the main group, and that's Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, Amanda Seyfried plays uh, Daphne, but, and but. She's That's, fine. She gets so Daphne little. Doesn't take work. Like she does. She does so little in this movie that it's like she. She doesn't have time to leave a bad impression because the character is so underwritten, and like barely there. I think she has like. I, I think you can count her lines in this movie on two hands. I think you can count the like good aspects of this movie on two on two fingers. It's. Yeah. So, just to give a, a little tiny bit of background on this, this has been... And then also you have um, Frank Walker returning as Scooby-Doo. Right. And, you know, he's he, he's good as always. They ask him to do things in this movie that the Scooby voice was not designed to do, but he's doing his best. It, you know, he's still... You wouldn't want anyone else to be doing the voice, but uh, the writing is not ideal for the performance. Uh... Yeah, so to get just a little bit of, of history on this movie specifically, this has been in and out of uh, production hell for many years now, like like almost a decade. It originally was S-C-O-O-B with uh, dots in the middle. So yeah, like, it was it was, a, yeah, it was originally okay, Scoob. Go, go over, what was the acronym? I want to know, what was the acronym? Uh, I, I have to assume, because th- this movie... <sighs> They turned Scooby-Doo into a superhero movie, and I have to assume that that title reflected what the intent always was, but they kind of marketed this not as a superhero movie. They were like, eh, it's a Scooby-Doo reboot. Um, For the cool, hip teens. Yeah, like, Blue Falcon is in it, but like it's primarily a Scooby-Doo movie, and they, they leaned heavily on... The opening scene with, uh, you know, Scooby and Shaggy as kids, and they meet, and they become friends, and it's like, I think that they wanted people to think, like, oh, this is the heart of the movie, we're really gonna explore, it's like, like how these two story. came together, and then... It is like a boilerplate origin story, where it's like, oh, they grow it up, and then they're, that, it's the formation of the mystery, mystery ink. And if that had been the movie, I mean, it would have been a little cliche, but I honestly would have preferred that, because... And that's Scooby Doo is nothing but cliche. So okay, here's the thing about Scooby Doo: it's a formula. It's it's very much you follow this template every single time. But you know, the fact that it's been around for fifty years, like there's a lot you can do within that formula. Like you have a lot of flexibility without straying too far from you know what made people like it in the first place you don't have to like reinvent the wheel this franchise has like a very disturbing like zombie island but then you also have him hanging out with john cena yeah and it all it all fits it all feels of a piece and you can like play around with the conventions without having to like break the thing completely or you know reinvent it and try to modernize it or whatever this movie uh doesn't do that this is i like, I think the first 
Scooby-Doo production ever that just does not feel like it belongs with the rest of the franchise. It... The closest I could say, it feels like a roller coaster, like, that you would go on in, like, Universal or something where it's like a movie one and it's like oh scooby-doo's gonna guide you through hanna-barbera land yeah so uh, but it isn't it's a movie yeah so i guess the the idea of this was to it was to kickstart a hanna-barbera uh shared universe because um marvel has tried marvel so much (laughs) marvel has broken cinema and and I say this as someone who likes, you know, probably about 80% of the Marvel movies. They have fundamentally broken the way that studios approach filmmaking. On this on this scale, at least. What, you don't remember the dark cinematic universe? Like, it, <laughs> I mean, we'll get into it, but this is just such a, a, a wrong-headed approach to this material, but... And it's it. Hanna Barbera has tried to do this for years. Yeah, I mean, they have tried to like give people like, oh, here's the modernization, and then people just go, no, this sucks. Yeah, I mean, there there's been attempts to do, uh, like modern reboot movies of Hanna Barbera properties. There was uh, a few years back, there was the test footage that someone leaked of uh, a Hong Kong Fui live action film with a disgusting photorealistic animated uh hong kong fooey is just the worst just the worst thing you've ever seen in your life and you have the yogi bear movie yeah oh god i forgot about that yeah we're gonna have to cover that eventually yeah Uh um but yeah this is this is the their first attempt to do like a straight up marvel style shared universe franchise and the fact is it fucking worked like monetarily yeah it's it's making money it is like because right now again this coronavirus pandemic so it it was released online yeah on uh, video on demand 20 buck rental 25 to buy which at that point why are you renting for 20 bucks yeah no just throw in the five you get to keep it but just don't rent it cuz this movie fucking sucks just, just just download it just i i do not uh say anything to that oh i do i endorse it <laughs> but anyway i'm uh, never getting fucking sponsors <laughs> um so I mean, okay so let's get into the actual movie so we open on on flashback to uh scooby and shaggy as kids and right away from the studio logo i am already like oh i hate this and the reason is uh because they open we get the warner brothers logo they they, it switches over to the warner brothers animation logo as it does and then and then immediately we 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 start hearing uh california love in the background tupac by tupac and it's just you know the the beloved kids artist there's there's moments like tupac in a movie you can always tell when they're using a uh licensed song like the certain movies are able to use licensed songs in a way that feels like a genuine creative decision it's like okay 
this fits the guardians of the galaxy movies are perfect at this the guardians of the galaxy movies yeah perfect the, the songs fit the story it's not all top 40 hits it works it it feels genuine it, every movie that martin scorsese has ever made the songs feel genuine they feel like a part of the creative process that makes sense for the story that's being told he like you can always tell when a movie is using a pop song because a they need a cheap way to get across some kind of emotion or idea without putting any actual work into it. B, and Warner made fun of this in the Lego movie. <laughs> B, they uh, they want to save money on writing score, so they insert it, uh, you know, to, to, to pad out the, the soundtrack. You know, the less time you have to spend with the orchestra, the less money you have to spend. And, uh, you know... They got. They gotta sell. They gotta sell uh, albums, even the old ones. They gotta. They gotta get people to you know listen to those songs again. You know, can't go... wait for little Tommy to ask uh, for uh, the Tupac album uh, from Karen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, y- you can always tell. You can always tell when it's cynic- when it's cynically done, and from literally like the last time it was like this. Blake was a Sonic trailer. <laughs> yeah, and from. I like if we're not counting stu- if we're not counting studio logos then from frame 1 of this movie I am already against it. I am already like the movie has already lost me. Cuz it starts in Venice Beach which if you're a loyal Scooby Doo viewer or was as a kid uh Scooby Doo is always taking place in Coolville. Yeah, Coolville. That's not California. No. No, but the and they make no attempt. But Coolsville, I mean, that's a lame, made-up city. Venice Beach, that's that's a real place. That's a real place where where hip teens hang out. And it's not like it's a they take advantage of Venice, Venice Beach. No, it's just beach. You could have called it beach. Could have called it Coolsville Beach. Why not? Like what? Yeah, Venice Beach has a boardwalk. S- probably a ton do. Every like almost every beach has a boardwalk. Yeah, it's like lakes in Minnesota have like boardwalks. Oh, someone someone probably someone uh in like the animation department or you know one of the like four seven screenwriters on this thing. Probably pitched it as Coolsville, and some WB executive looked at it and said, I think Coolsville sucks. And then they took it out of the movie. And they looked in the camera while saying it. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, we, we open with uh, Scooby stealing uh, gyro, gyro meat from a restaurant. We're not getting into that debate. Yeah, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, and then we, we cut to little, 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 little baby Shaggy. Listening Which, to a, immediately, this sets off red alarms. Listening to a podcast on Spotify about making friends. And, and this is a flashback. Yeah. This this so, scene, honestly, might as well not even be in the movie for all that it matters. Yeah, it's... It sets up one moment later on that is, like, it, it is so minor... We and don't it's... know what year this takes place in. Oh yeah, that that's the other thing. Shaggy is supposed to be like a little kid here, and he's got like a current like, you know, bezel-less smartphone. He's listening to Spotify 
a podcast on Spotify when they only added podcasts like a couple years ago. So if this is like, which if you if you want, we're on Spotify. Just yeah. But yeah, this so like the flashback with him as a little kid is taking place now, which I guess puts Scooby Doo in general like the the main series in like the the near future. Scooby Doo is like at least like twenty because it's like it looks like a ten year like fast forward. Yeah, so the rest of the movie takes place in, like, 2030, I guess. After Don Jr. has won re-election. <laughs> God. It's gonna happen, shit. But, yeah, so uh, we get this scene where Shaggy adopts Scooby and gives him his name, and it's, it's all just very... And they have this uh, officer, probably the dumbest motherfucker out there. <laughs> They're like, stop! Uh, is this your dog? yeah oh yeah what's its name it's yeah. like dude you can make up a name yeah yeah what? Th- th- this this scene was in the trailer and it's just it's very i don't, I don't know it falls flat and for me frank welker oh my god easily the most heartbreaking part of this movie is frank welker's performance it's so frustrating because there there are moments when he's really really good like, near the end, that when we have, like, a certain emotional beat that he has to hit, like, it, it's so good. Like, he has mastered the character so much over the decades that he's been doing it. And it's like, you can see that if they just gave him good material to work with, he'd be, like, he'd be as good in this movie as he is in everything else. Scooby-Doo is not, not supposed to speak sentences. It's supposed to be like, yeah. No, yeah, he says, like, a few words at a time. You are not supposed to be giving him, like, monologues. You are not supposed to be giving him, like, extended uh, uh, sentences and conversations with characters. It's, like, that's... The character... The voice is not designed to do that. And... Immediately it cuts to a... Like, it's weird. Because this takes... I'm assuming it takes place in, like... The flashback takes place in summer. And then it goes to Halloween. But he invites Scoob back on Halloween night yeah and he's like here's your necklace we're gonna go out and it's like they introduce that shaggy is a fan of the blue falcon and dynamite dynamite was an old cartoon by hanna-barbera has some connection to scooby-doo but it is nobody fucking cares about dynamite they did a uh direct-to-video uh scooby-doo and dynamite movie a couple years ago and from what i've heard it's pretty good better than this and funny how that happens dress- when you have people in charge who like care about what they're making and they dress up and they go out and they they finally meet the the scooby gang the mystery which gang right off the kids. bat i am eye rolling with this it's yeah so that like you know daphne's in a wonder woman outfit because cross promotion brands gotta promote all the brands coming out soon uh, there's there's an extended bit where uh, uh, Daphne, no, not Daphne, Velma is dressed Velma. as Velma's dre- dressed as uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Just great. Kids love. Ru- this is Girl the second boss. time in like two years that a Warner Brothers animated movie has made a reference to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, as if any kid knows or cares who well, that it's is. Because that's like probably the only Supreme Court justice a young kid would probably know, if any. 
because and, and like, I guarantee you they don't know her unless their parents are like you know the weirdo like resistance lib types. Who... And you got like because Ruth Bader Ginsburg at this point is like the liberal savior, and oh man, it's, it's if a you great look into her history. She is very much like a moderate. And it's and it's great too because you know the way our system works and the fact that she didn't retire when the you know the the Democrats had like a safe majority in, a, in the presidency. Uh, the fact that she didn't retire uh, means that now the 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 fate of the 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 balance of the Supreme Court rests entirely on whether this you know 150 year old woman uh, gets sick. She's got the Emperor Palpatine arm <laughs> installed. <laughs> Uh, that that's her her like last majority opinion is gonna be. It's gonna start off with the dead speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> and also, I want to point out that Shaggy is a libertarian in this movie, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, Sh- Shaggy in this movie is an asshole. We'll get to it because but... it's like he because it's like oh, what house is she in? He's a Supreme Court justice. Oh, so Slytherin? I mean, I think it's supposed. To, I think that's just him being like a dumb kid. Like he doesn't even know what that means. But which, I mean, if also, if you're an adult at this point, that's still like using Harry Potter as a political metaphor. Please stop. Fucking read another book. Please, we beg you. Go to Rick Riordan. He's great. Or or just like anything that's not young adult. I mean, I know like we we have a podcast about cartoons. We're hypocrites, <laughs> but like, what is a uh, what is uh, the uh, Smurfs and the Magic Flute say about the Israel Palestine? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so they they meet. Pee wee is the idea. <laughs> I'm not touching that one. <laughs> Whoa, we're burning through sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so the Scooby and Shaggy meet the Mystery Gang. They uh, go into a house that's haunted and they find out that it's not haunted and it's a guy who has been like stealing electronics and hiding them in his in his closet whatever it's, it's like it's dumb like aside from the bad pop culture references like this opening bit is like a decent little scooby-doo caper like but if it's it, not like it's bare minimum it's yeah. like ah, we're scared oh, I, I did I, I did think the you know him like you know, dressing up as a ghost and flying around, and they notice there's like a a, a rope with a railing on the ceiling. Like, like I thought the, that was kind of clever. The, it's like the SpongeBob uh, movie where it's just him hanging on the wire. <laughs> yeah, like I like that's the kind of stuff you want from Scooby Doo. Like that it 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 is bare minimum, and the pop culture references bring it down. But like if they had kept this tone through the rest of the movie, like I I probably would have been fine with it. I probably would have given it, it a been pass. Bland, but it would have been like Scooby Doo. Yeah, it, yeah, it would have been like the thing that you want when you watch one of these movies. Uh, and then they probably go into the best part of this movie. It is the montage. It's well, I, I mean, it's it's neat. They do a uh, a 3D recreation of of the original opening, the the very first TV well, show. It, yeah, I think maybe. Yeah, it, it is. It, it is like th- there's like one or two shots that are different, but. For the most part, it is yep. like a one-to-one and recreation they have the of the original opening of the like classic characters, and they look gorgeous. Yeah, like we get to see 
CGI versions of all like the the original monsters that were featured in the opening of the old show, and they look great. Like if they if, look, use them. Would have been we got ne- models. Yeah, would have been neat to like see maybe like maybe see those characters come back or something. Like if you're doing a reboot, you know why? And why? In terms of like classic Scooby Doo, ends there. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and then we immediately jump to this. We we start getting into the actual plot, which is. Uh, well, it, it starts as, uh, Mystery Inc. is, you know, where they're, you know, years into their careers, they're so successful, they've decided to turn it into a, a business, which, kind of a neat idea of, like, making Mystery Inc. like a, a startup, that feels somewhat relevant. What, are they gonna, are they gonna, uh, blockchain? Uh, I'm, you can... <laughs> tell that they were gonna they wanted to say blockchain or something i i'm get the millennials in i'm sure some like 60 year old warner brothers executive looked at the script and was like can they they talk about bitcoin i don't know what that is i heard uh i have a question for you what is a popular celebrity with kids uh i don't know i don't know where you're going with this (laughs) well obviously it's simon cowell yeah yeah so the 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 thing that kicks everything off is they hire simon cowell as a consultant to help them grow the business i think he's an investor uh, right yeah yeah yeah. which that's not what simon cowell does it it kind of he is a producer he's a producer he's not like he he's not like the sharks on shark tank he's not you know He's I, not like a venture bring capital. Bring Mark Cuban. I'm sure more kids know who Mark Cuban is he, since he owns the Mavericks. Right. Like, I mean, they're both like rich scumbags, but at least Mark Cuban would make sense in the and also, context. Like, kids, I'm sure like more kids know who Mark Cuban, like the one weirdo kid knows Mark Cuban. Yeah. But like, it, it's so weird because like no one, no one care, no one has cared about Simon Cowell for at least ten. He's on years. America's Got Talent right now, and I'm pretty sure nobody like knows that. Right. Everybody knows him for um, uh, American for American Idol, and he he, which left, he hasn't been on since like 2006. He he left American Idol in 2010, and even by that point, that show was losing relevancy. There hasn't been like a famous like person out of that since like uh carrie underwood yeah and that was years ago like they just had their finale and nobody cared yeah so that it was like yeah it, it's american idol has its place in history but it's like the it's like 2000 to like 2005 yeah it's well, like it's relevancy well it's well it's like it, everyone music just exists online now and everyone listens to music on Spotify, where artists don't make money anyway. So, like, why would you and even want to sign? Artists that get popular online would just die on those shows, right? Like, and do it's you like... think that SoundCloud rap would survive on American Idol? No, and also, like, in an age where you know SoundCloud rap exists, why would you ever want to sign yourself over to one of the big labels when, you know? What's going to end up happening either way is you, you you get screwed by Spotify and you have to make your money off of uh you know album sales and 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 concerts like and the, and merchandise anyway so like, you know why not why not give yourself the whole cut of it why why split it with the record company the last time that like Simon Cowell has been like relevant besides like the whole like whatever ha- look at his face he had like a very bad 
uh, like, what is it, like, plastic surgery job where he looks, like, plastic. More plastic than he looks in this movie. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, the absolute last time people has ever cared about him was on X Factor in Britain because he formed One Direction. And that was, like, 2012. Right. So, yeah, this... This movie's coming out in 2020, and, like, the big thing that kicks off the plot is a Simon Cowell cameo. It played entirely unironically. Like, this is not, like, them making fun of him. This is, like, oh, cool, look he who we got. He jerked off in this movie. He really does. And we get this Any- horrible moment where, uh, you know, Scooby and Shaggy realize, oh, Simon Cowell's here, and they whip out their phone, and they do a cover of uh, Shallow from A Star Is Born. Which one? The God damn it! The remake? Yeah, or the remake? It, it's it's it is it's so which shallow has been like beat into the ground. So first of all, th- this joke doesn't work on so many different levels because one, the song is overplayed, so just hearing it immediately puts you in a bad mood. Now, it's a reference, it, like it's them like banking on American Idol. Again, which is like not relevant at all in 2020, especially not to kids. Which, like, and it's just kid. Do people care about these award shows anymore? No. The only one that people care about is the Masked Singer, right? So, and that sucks. Which uh, that that show also had uh, cross promotion with this movie, by the way. <laughs> so because Ken Jong is in, it's the cross promotion ad is so fucking funny because it's, it's like. <laughs> It's only Ken Jong because he's a judge on the show. Right. The judges are really weird on that show because it's Ken Jong, uh, Rob Robin Thicke, I believe, and the anti-vaxxer who is on the View. Uh, and it's like, why? How are these music? And their job on that show is so dumb. It's to guess who Just the guess, singer is. Guess who? Yeah. And it's they're always going with the famous people. Famous people aren't going on the masked singer. It's the you got to think B tier. But yeah, so so this joke, so it's them like referencing American Idol. The cover is really bad, and also it's it's again like the cynical like cross promotion aspect. This you know it's a song from a Warner Brothers film that was recently released. You know, like a, a year or and two if ago. If you don't know the the Star Is Born soundtrack, did gangbusters but but they can always sell more they can always remind parents hey did you buy that soundtrack yet here here's a joke in our in our scooby-doo movie to remind you to go buy that soundtrack and the funny thing is that movie is like totally against what this like thing is yeah it it's totally going after the industry and how fucked up it is right but you know Studio executives have no sense of irony or hypocrisy, so, you know, whatever. And then the Simon Cowell basically makes an ultimatum, like, alright, I'll invest. And it, the way he's brought in is so bad. It's, it's like, like, almost like, I found, like, here's a friend. It's Simon Cowell. <laughs> it's and, almost like a SNL walk-on. It is. It is. That's what it is. Because it's the same it, thing that SNL does. It's like Hillary Clinton when she was a bartender. Like, it, all it's missing is the hold for applause. It's the same thing. It is literally exactly what SNL does when they have a celebrity on. It's like, they, they just, they walk on, they they get their applause, 
they just kind of play themselves for a little bit. There's like a little bit of like winking at the public persona there, but it's mostly just like, oh, isn't this guy great for this thing that he's famous for? Like they, they literally get, have they, a line. They then they introduce the musical guest end of appearance. Like they literally, they like you know, Scooby and Shaggy sing "Shallow," and then he's like, "Oh, that that was terrible." And then uh, I forget exactly who says it. They're like, "He he makes insults so much fun." Like, d- I think it's Fred. Yeah, it's Fred's like, an ass in this movie. This was shit that people were saying like twenty years ago. About Simon, like these, Again, these are the observations that, that are so outdated. The people, the last people they made famous was like Fifth Harmony, and even then, he was against these people. He was usually against the people. It's like this stuff is just—it's so hack. It is so like played out, overdone. Simon Cowell isn't a tastemaker anymore. No, and these it jokes. You probably would have a better joke with, like, Anthony Fantano. Yeah. Like, so... I'd, I'd watch it. Yeah, so so the whole the whole point of this is that uh, he uh, basically says he will not invest in the company unless Scooby and Shaggy are kicked out, because they're, uh, I don't know, losers or whatever. They don't contribute anything. Friendship brings nothing. Friendship is not important. Uh, like, go away. And uh, Scooby and Shaggy just walk out before their friends even have time to say <laughs> anything. And, and their friends are like, oh, no, don't leave, no. No, it's like it's like the Willy Wonka gift. No, don't, come back. <laughs> and then they go to Takamoto Lanes, which, cool reference, I'll give them that. It's fine. They go bowling, and the bowling balls... I will balls... say the bowling scene is very, in- as a bowling attendant, very accurate. Um, they have the, like, oh, the balls, the balls don't work in the back. Yeah, that that's true. It happens. Uh, it happens a lot. Does it usually happen because they're robots in disguise? Not usually, but, like, you get that, like, isolated incident. Yeah, figures. But, yeah, the, the, uh, bowling alley is overrun by robots who are... And this, I, I, I might be, like, very obscure here, but, like, this reminded me of... Uh, the Disney movie G Force. Uh, I I know that movie. I have no. I, it's you know the guinea pig one. I don't know what in G Force you're referencing because I uh, saw that they movie have the years. Robots that are like consumer electronics, but they they kill people. Oh my god! I I forgot that that and happened. Tracy Morgan's also in it. Do we need to do a G Force podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nicholas Cage is in it. It's a, I, it has a video game. And then they have uh they basically they Scooby and Shaggy just they get beamed up, they get Deus Ex Machina out of this situation. Well, we, I mean, we got we got to talk about these robots for a minute. Oh yeah, they're minions. They are minions. It is I I've seen a lot of shameless attempts to create new minions which why would you and do also that this has like a little hint of like the baby yoda thing that's kind of going on right now yeah we're like we're now seeing a lot of baby characters yeah we you know we got baby scooby and shaggy at the beginning of this baby sonic we got baby sonic we got baby spongebob coming it's which we'll get to that oh boy eventually 
I do actually, like, I do, I do really want to see that movie because, uh, you know, regardless of the gross spinoff TV show that they're doing, like that movie is, as far as I'm aware, the last thing that uh, Steven Hillenberg worked on. So I am excited to see it. But yeah, it. But back to this, they get beamed up by a spaceship. Oh, the robots, the robots. Yeah, they're minions, and they have their funny moment, like, once. I laughed once. I... Please, enlighten me. What was the funny moment? (laughs) What was the vacuum one? (laughs) Okay, yeah, I did... Alright, it got a chuckle out of me when when, uh, Dick Dastardly, like, decapitates one of these things. (laughs) (laughs) Just rips Um, its head off Mortal Kombat style, but... Um, but... They do have a moment in the lanes that remind me a little bit of classic Scooby-Doo where they jump behind the counter. Yeah. And they dress up as, like, attendants. That's, like, a little bit of classic Scooby-Doo where they'll, like, where Scooby and Shaggy will, like, they'll impersonate. Yeah. It's just, like, like... But then it's, like, here's the specials. Do you want anything? Yeah. Oh, no, we don't have calamari on the menu. What? Yeah, it's, huh? it's, it's not a great... It's like an imitation of a good Scooby-Doo bit, but it's not a great Scooby-Doo it's... bit in its own, right? What? What? Uh, what? What bowling alley has calamari? Like it's on the specials menu, apparently. Yeah. But... If you're going to a bowling alley, do not order the calamari. Don't order it. <laughs> Even yeah, if, if they, they do have it, it. if they do have it, it's probably not good. <laughs> that but... is not calamari. No. But yeah, so they get they get beamed up onto the Falcon Fury, um, which it's a shield helicarrier, and the Blue Falcon is on there, and it's Blue Falcon's the Blue Falcon's son who's like <laughs> taking over. It gets a Chuck Brian. The idea of it is like almost funny. It's like you oh, can I, see I, the potential for a broken. funny joke in the idea of like the Blue Falcon being this legendary hero whose like mantle is taken over by his like. They 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 say like they call him his large adult son, which is is this like the the first case of a uh, a chopoism making its way into like a mainstream uh, entertainment product? Blue Falcon go on Chopo. Like this has to be the first time, right? Like I, I I'm not. I don't know. I don't listen to Chop. <laughs> not in that deep yet. No, yeah, I mean, I think it's, like, you know, maybe some stuff on Adult Swim has gone there, but, like, this is probably the first time that, like, a family film has acknowledged... Like, the bad ones got repurposed into good Adult Swim cartoons. (laughs) That's the... Probably that's the most reason, like, people would know about these, like, obscure ones. It's like, oh, yeah, I saw this on Adult Swim. It was hilarious. God, imagine if they try to integrate C-Lab 2021 into... Into the Hanna Barbera universe, Birdman Attorney at Law. <laughs> now you want a good Hanna Barbera universe? There you go. Give us the Adult Swim universe. Harvey like, Birdman here, Attorney have at it Law. Come back after like the Boston thing. Harvey Birdman have... already did this concept better than any movie universe ever could. I would watch a Space Ghost Coast to Coast movie. Just make it. Just make it an hour and a half long episode of the show. Don't change anything about it. Eric Andre cross promoting. Unfortunately, Space actually, C. Martin Croker passed away though, so you can't really do Space oh, Ghost fuck now. Fuck yeah, damn it! We'll get Zach Efron. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Efron. You can do it. 
that's our shitty celebrity. We'll get OJ. He'll he's great. <laughs> He'll do it. OJ can do a good Zorak. <laughs> uh, He'll kill it. But yeah, so <laughs> so uh, Blue Falcon beams them. Voiced by the, Mark Wahlberg. The Falcon Fury, played by Mark Wahlberg. Dynamut's there, played by Ken Jong. Who like it's not Dynamut. It it looks like Dynamut, but the character is not Dynamut. He's not it dumb. Is a, like, He's it's it's just like the movie the at this one. yeah the movie at this point becomes a Marvel movie straight up. It follows. Yeah, it is. He it, is happy. Yeah it it does not follow the Scooby Doo formula. It follows the Marvel formula two AT down to like the like obnoxious cameos setting up other movies and all that like it we need to talk to you about the scoob initiative the 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 plot that is structured around we got to find these three magical things and bring them but together the villain already has one we got to yeah we got to find all of the macguffins before the villain gets them before he does but the bad the thing and before the macguffin place it and it's Oh, it's bad. It's so bad. It's like it, it is so not what you want from a Scooby Doo story. And Mark Wahlberg's performance is so hateable. It's not good. It is like, whoa, bro. It's an SNL bit. It is. It and is also, like the animation on him is weird too. It it looks like the Persona animations, but like not in the like actual cutscenes, but like in the middle like i don't know if you if you notice there's there's no motion blur on him when he moves yeah it looks like he's being like like controlled it 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 looks like they didn't finish rendering him they were they're uh animating this on a base ps4 and it's there there's weird stuff going on with the character designs in this movie because it's like certain like scooby and shaggy basically look like the 2d characters translated into 3d and then the rest of the mystery ink gang they it, like the same general designs carry over but they're made just a little oh, bit oh, more velma we gotta talk about velma well yeah i mean yeah they made her hispanic which i mean no, it's studio friendly Hispanic. Right, right. She says like one word in Spanish in the entire three, movie, and that's three it. words. Yeah, and it looks so like it was done in post. Yeah, it doesn't look like that's what she's saying. It looks like they just made that decision. Well, no, not like Velma being Hispanic just looks all done in post. Yeah, it just looks like they went. Oh, we cast Gina Rodriguez. Uh, they got to the Skyrim uh, skin color chooser, and they just went darker. Yeah, it's just like it's if you're gonna like make your character hispanic do like commit commit to it yeah like i get you know i'm all for representation and i don't think you necessarily need to like draw attention to it every time because but this is just so blatantly bad this is like this is that uncomfortable middle ground where it like they generally don't draw attention to it, but they make sure to have, like, that one moment in there to, like, try and, It you is know. the Star Wars gay kiss. Right. Yeah. Not as egregious as that, but... Yeah, but it's, like, it's that same, like, cynical... Right, they want like, to pat on the back for, for yeah, doing the one... Repre- That's my thing with representation. You can tell... A good representation, you can tell when it's done, like, out of, like, story. 
and like that well, the, well, they wanted it to be done right like well, she either either story or just like you know we're like we're just gonna put these people in this world we're not gonna worry about like like we're just gonna do it because that that's what we should be doing like yeah. that's what, at the end of the day like that's what good representation is is just your 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 world is supposed to reflect the real world so just like include people who exist in the real world and don't try to like congratulate yourself for it that's what gets but, me like yeah it's like there is a difference between like in like star wars they had like finn being introduced they it's, it's just a black stormtrooper cool right but like when they had like the gay kiss it's like oh my god look right because we like, solved homophobia right cause, like they wanted kudos for it and meanwhile like they didn't bother to develop those two characters at all and they tried one like a little and then the characters that like had actual chemistry with each other who were like you know two of the three main characters of this trilogy who like everyone wanted them to end up together and they neither of them have love interest that would conflict with it and the actors were all up for it and disney's like nah can't do that can't be a name it can't be a named character it because it's china yeah, right. It has to be easy to cut out. Which for... just which is weird because Star Wars has notoriously failed in China. Yeah, it's rant over. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah, back to the animation. It's ass. Yeah, no. Well, it's it's inconsistent because, like yeah. I was saying, like there's like certain like like marquee characters are designed really well fred don't have an ascot yeah and then you have like your secondary hanna Barbera characters there's like the their designs from the cartoons are like kind of translated to 3d but also they're made to look just a little bit more generic a little bit more homogenized point, more like every like we've nailed that almost like studio animation it right feels like how did you mess this up well, yeah, it's like the the second like the the rest of the Mystery Ink Gang basically look like extras in a Pixar movie, where it's like they don't look bad, but it's like the same style that you see in everything, and there's like they don't look like they're from that same like cartoon world as some of the yeah, other yeah. characters, and then you and get then... to the actual extras, who look like background characters in a PS3 game. <laughs> they are the like sports fans in a Madden. It's really, like, embarrassing. Because, like, your, your secondary characters already look worse than secondary characters should in a CGI animated movie. So by the time you get to the extras, it's just like, oh, we just don't care. These are stock. I would believe you if you told me that the background characters in Scoob were just stock assets. It's... They they went to the Steam marketplace. And they they bought, like, the pre-made, ass, pre-made assets. Yeah. So... We're we're introduced to the villain of the movie, Dick Dastardly, and there's no mystery. Which, there's no they don't have to like uncover who it is. They, they, yeah. It's actually really funny. They like try to like gesture at a mystery by having the Mystery Ink Gang like find out that it was Dick Dastardly. Well, it after... also finds Scooby Doo and Shaggy. That's basically right. They're trying to track down Scooby Doo and Shaggy. That's the B plot. The B yeah. plot. And they they find it, this like we got to talk about the bowling attendant. Do we? Yeah, it is so, like, it's such a bad attempt at tongue-in-cheek. Oh, right, yeah, there's one line in there where it's like, oh, 
he uh it's a she's hippie. like describing shaggy and she's like oh he he started every sentence with the word like like he's he's a he's a 40 year old's idea of what a teenager sounds like of a hippie of, yeah 40 year old's idea of what a teenage hippie sounds like and it's like are there, are there hippies anymore like fuck you like you don't get to like you don't get to come in and completely bastardize this 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 property and then try to like make fun of it and like play it off as like you know loving mockery it's like no you you've changed everything about this and made it worse like that's the thing if you changed it for the better whatever fine like i i maybe i wouldn't be a fan of it but i could at least begrudgingly admit like oh like the james guns movies right they're, like they're out of a loving place right they're bad but they're out of a loving place right but this is like so cynical in the changes that it makes and then it wants to turn around and like poke fun at the old stuff and it's like no you don't get to do that it's already shown that you don't care about the old stuff the old but yet it has that like this the old sucks but we're gonna honor it it's like make up your mind right but yeah like they they try to do like a mystery where and they they, they guilt trip the uh the group yeah they it's it's really no one wants to watch a mystery where you already know the outcome but the the characters are finding out unless it's like intentionally done that way but here it's like i knew from like right when dick dastardly was in and you didn't realize who wasn't with him you go oh this is the plot well it's like they because we're literally introduced to dick dastardly before we get the subplot with them solving the mystery yeah, and, and and the mystery bit is played out like and you they have it, their reference to Netflix. Okay, can we talk about the Netflix reference? This I this was, is the I was, other. I was president say HBO Max to be honest. This is the other bit that was like infuriating, and it shows exactly like who is really making the decisions on this movie, and like what their viewpoints are. Because they, they, you know, they find Dick Dastardly's police records and, like, all the crimes he's committed. And it's like, oh, he, he stole Netflix by sharing his mom's account. Fuck you. That is not stealing. That is using... How, that's using the account. And, and, and also, like, you charge $15 a month. I mean, I think that's, like, the minimum now. For, to get, like, HD... Yeah, it's like fifteen dollars a month, and they give you four or five profiles anyway. Like what? Like helping each other out with online like memberships and, and stuff like family. that. That is not stealing. That is, and it's such like a. a I mean, it's a because someone on like Reddit pointed this out that these corporations have just made everything like made people like always back up the corporation that is like they've nailed that into our heads always back up the corporation and because like if people can remember the famous mcdonald's hot coffee everybody goes oh my god this woman sued because she got hot coffee spilled on her lap like oh what an idiot if you look at the actual like story it's fucked up right it was like way too hot she got like third degree burns she was she was an old lady right the 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 company was clearly in the wrong 
and they the the original like oh the million dollar settlement because it was like a, a day's worth of coffee it it got like lowered and the original like she only sued because she's like hey could you pay for my medical bills and we'll we don't want any like suing no and then mcdonald's for years spend it yeah yeah and, and it's it just it's like it it was like the crux of this like we have been like nailed down to like defend the corporation yeah and it's also this thing of like yeah you know, like people you wouldn't download a car it's like yeah pe- people who share people who, who who don't who only have netflix because someone else is paying for a membership for them they would not buy netflix otherwise you it's not a lost sale it's not a stolen account you, that person would not be using netflix like you and kind of like linking this to like piracy you have people like uh uh like oh what's his name from the mandalorian um i want to see the baby dude uh uh uh, uh oh god i feel like an idiot Werner for, herzog Werner herzog um, <laughs> and that's embarrassing yeah um He's like they've said like if that's the only way you can get my like movies, go ahead. Right, because it's Cause... not like the actual it's not like the actual artists make a ton of money off of like the you know rentals and and Netflix like, streams a, or whatever. Like a twenty four, yeah, probably bad to pirate. <laughs> they need the money. Yeah, gen- generally. If it's like an indie creator, yeah. If it's an indie, if it's an independent film, like pay for it if you can. But, but also, like Avengers Endgame. Oh no! No, just pirate. Yeah, just pirate that shit. But we are at, never getting sponsors. But at the same time, also, it's like, like I'm not. If someone truly cannot afford to buy a movie or pay for Netflix membership, I'm not gonna like shame them. For for just doing what they have to do to get it, they're like what? They're like, like you don't have money, you don't deserve to have any entertainment. Like no, me and you, we share movies, right? We we have like a link. We both use like one like movies anywhere account because it's like I'll buy movies that you usually don't buy. And yeah, because like I like for I can get access to it easier somehow. Yeah, and it's and why not? And it's like these these old ass uh, movie studio executives. They get they have these ideas in their heads about ownership and about who deserves to have the product. And it's like, like I by like by paying for a Netflix family account, like I am doing these companies a favor because it's not like any of this content is hard to find in other places, especially if you like are streaming it, right? Like. Like will will I uh, sign up for HBO Max when the Snyder Cut comes out? Probably just because it's convenient, and I'll probably also, be able to get like, a free trial. Sh- a, also, it'll show like if it's successful, right? It because there's probably some if if it's like does gangbusters, you might see some stuff happen with like Snyder and DC. Yeah, but like. It, if I like, I'm not gonna. Am I gonna give them money to like watch Friends reruns? What? I like I, within within, within like within like an hour, I could have the entire series on my hard drive. What like 
if I'm if I'm handing them fifteen dollars a month for friends, then I'm doing them a favor. They're not doing anything for me because I can get the stuff elsewhere. And you even like it also it happened with like localization. It's a huge issue because you have like the big one was like Evangelion. The yeah. Netflix dub was sucks ass. It's bad. And the it's, only way to get the original dub is to pirate it. So, like... And the same thing with, like, Ghibli and Disney. Yeah, like, I mean... the Disney dubs, they're not as bad as the Gib- as the Evangelion dub. They're no. serviceable. But, like, if you want, like, the original Japanese track with just subtitles, you can get it. Although I, I will, uh, I'll plug G-Kids uh, Blu-ray releases of the Ghibli movies, which... They've been putting out all of them on Blu-ray. The Blu-rays are cheap. They look great. They sound great. They have all the stuff you want on them. They've they basically made them into like kids' films that are easily and like they're trying to Americanize it. Yeah, G Kid. Well, yeah, Disney. Disney kind of did that, but G Kids has been very good. G Kids uh, rocks. They're they're great. And if you buy the Ghibli movies from them, uh, you're not supporting uh, Disney, the giant mega corporation. As far as I know, G Kids is is. If you ever have a chance when like movies come back to see a Ghibli movie in theaters, it's an experience. It's great. Yeah, because they'll do like two short films in the beginning. It's great. I've I've always wanted to go to one of those screens. You do sit with some weird people. Yeah, anime (sighs) screenings are always interesting. Which they're interesting and they're also very smelly. Yeah, it, it, I I have to assume the Ghibli ones aren't as bad as like when it's based on a popular current series. You do have like your like the mom and like the oh I'm taking my kids to this, right? But then you also have like like weathering with you was weird because you have this dude who is like making the motions with it with the mm, movie, like weird. Yeah, I, I uh, you know I've seen multiple. Because <laughs> I'm like the we- like the weird cinema snob like. Mm, yes, uh, I need the optimal cinema experience where I sit in the middle and don't leave the movie for any interruptions and you just have this dude wild now. Yeah, I, I, I've seen all the, the recent Dragon Ball movies and the, the My Hero Academia movies in theaters. and Oh no. It's really bad. It's The My Hero Academia movie, the first one in particular, was rough because I went opening night and uh literally every time a character appeared because every character in that show is someone's favorite character every time a character showed up like a third of the theater would scream at the top of their lungs it's like a screening of the room or rocky horror picture show but it's all unironic right it's like and the movie is actually good and you're trying to watch it and people are going nuts anyway Back to Scoob. Back to Scoob. Can you tell that... <laughs> we don't want to talk about We don't about want to talk this. about this movie. This so is yeah, going to probably be our longest one. I think, yeah, we're not even halfway through the movie yet, and we're, we're at not an hour. Third. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> all right, we got to, like, get some stuff done. Um, Dick Dastardly, he is introduced, and his plan is to capture Scooby. Not Shaggy, just Scooby. But because Scooby, no... yeah, because Scooby is the descendant of uh, Alexander the Great's dog, and the key to opening the underworld, because he sent Muttley to hell, 
to get some treasure and then accidentally locked Mutley him in hell. Mutley is fucking dead. Mutley is... <laughs> so... <laughs> and Mutley actually, his character design, not bad. Mutley looks like Mutley. And they, again, they get the I laugh love how right. Mutley just kind of shows up in these episodes. <laughs> He's like... Like we had him in the Yogi Bear episode. Yeah. And I, that, okay, I'll admit this scene is the one laugh that the movie got out of me. The flashback, um, yeah, where, he's where, just where Dick, Dick Dastardly is like describing, like, oh, you know, I didn't want him to go, but what Mutley insisted on, he on, just, like, throws him in. Yeah, <laughs> and then we're actually seeing what happened, and he's just, he's just like, it's not even that he throws him in; he's just like being a real asshole. He's just like, oh come it's on, a good go Dick in there. Dastardly bit. It's really good. That and I'm it, sure if it was in a Wacky Racers movie, I'd love it. Yeah, that that one scene made me laugh. And you have the... And they're trying to capture Scooby, and they... Romania? They go... It is an Avengers movie. They go all over the world No, it's a looking, Justice League movie. It went to Romania. Oh, God, it is a Justice League movie. Oh. <laughs> Where's yeah. the uh, Snyder cut of Scoob where it cuts out Romania? <laughs> but but yeah, but it you know it is that structure where it's like we're gonna go to all these places, we're gonna get the thing. There's gonna be an action set piece at each and location. They go to it has no reason to be in Romania. It, they could have said like Iowa. And, yeah, because it's an American like it's an American style like carnival. Yeah, no Romanian. <laughs> It it it's all in English. All the signs. You didn't have to have it in Romania. But like cuz they went to Romania because Blue Falcon decides that oh, I he needs to prove himself. Well, he and Brian is a influencer. Ugh. Woo. It's it's fun. I hate so much of this movie. <laughs> and he gets a a tip from a, a Twitter DM from Anonymous. And he, it's Dick Dastardly. It's Dick Dastardly. Yeah, I mean we don't and we don't even need to... say like, "Oh, we need no, we should go to this place instead, the Gobi Desert." And then Brian goes, "No." Yeah, I mean we don't need to go over like every beat of this plot. End but... of conflict. It's just Yeah, so they it it is just a it's just a superhero movie and it's like and they you know certain locations they go to you have cameos from characters that don't matter at all to the plot of this movie but will probably come back and have their own and movie then, at some point then Scooby they they miss which they I have to talk about the cave sequence the only time they tried in this movie where it's like the colors on the caves oh yeah okay I will say this so animated movies uh. They have, I, I don't know exactly what the position is called, but they have a person or people who will basically, like, map out the entire movie visually in terms of, like, color palette. Like, they're not storyboards, but it's just, like, these little thumbnail paintings that kind of show how the, the like, the, 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 color, the color palette of each scene and how it progresses throughout the movie. Whoever that person was on this movie, give them a raise. Also, give a raise to Junkie XL, who... Did a trap electric, like an electronic trap score for this that is very good, and I want it, it when it comes to Spotify, I'm streaming the shit out of it. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd actually, I would, I would listen to the soundtrack, but, but yeah, like the, <laughs> and Chunky himself, you don't know, same guy who did Mad Max Fury Road, and the Snyder Cut. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> he is Warner Brothers' go-to guy. Yeah, but but no, like the the way that this movie looks at a distance, like not focusing too much on the character animation, but like. The, just the general color theory of this movie, I mean, it, it, it's it's Pleasant. beautiful. It deserves and better animation to go with it. I have a, I know this is like the old Scooby-Doo fan that is nitpicking here, but they have Dick Dastardly say the line, Scooby-Doo, where are you? But he says it so weirdly. They have it, Scooby-Doo, where are you? I forgot that this even happened. And it's like, what? I think That's I not just, how you say it. I think I just blocked that out. And they escape. And it also shows that uh, that Brian doesn't know how his suit works. That's Yeah. And, and uh, we, also get to, we get to hear Dick Dastardly say the word dick a bunch because it's <laughs> funny. And they have like, no, like a, I'm going to drop an F-bomb on them. It's, it is the worst kind of like humor adult. for adults in quotes in a kids movie because it's i would have paid money to have just uh will forte as shaggy just yell fuck <laughs> it's because it's it's not really it's not really aimed at adults it's aimed it's, at like 12 year olds who think they're the, adults like, cat in the hat dirty hoe of like god blatant... god that Talking about a movie that I blocked out. Do we have to cover it? <laughs> no. No, there there was never a Cat in the Hat cartoon, so we're not... Yeah, there was. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wanna. We basically have to cover every Dr. Seuss movie. I don't wanna. <laughs> also, uh, I think Cat in the Hat was Warner Brothers, too. Or it might have been Universal. No, it's Universal. Universal, uh, yeah. Yeah, because they advertise Universal Studios in the movie. Oh no! <laughs> well, and back to the, we now flash. Dick Dastardly pivots in his plan. He's like, instead of going after Sk- Sh- Scooby and Shaggy, he's gonna go after the gang because he knows they'll like go after the gang. But in between this, you have they they give Sh- they give Scooby a super suit. Yeah, there's and... this subplot about how like Shaggy is jealous because Scooby turns out to be super important to this plot, and he he's not, and he doesn't matter. He's and it's... It, it's it's so forced. It is such like a like like why would why would Shaggy care? And it's like the the necklace, his like yeah, his collar. His coll- and they're like, oh, we have to take off the collar to put on the suit. I'm like, then just put the collar back on after he puts on the suit. Right, and it's like the. I swear, it, it is this thing that happens in these movies where like, ex- they they play so Everybody much. Everybody va- sucks in this movie. Well, they in these like kinds of IP driven, like franchise movies, they place so much value on these objects, whether or not they like they ever actually mattered before. Like, okay, Captain America's I, shield, or like. Or, like, Spider-Man's costume. Yeah, like, I hate to bring this up as an example because I do really love this movie. But, you know, Last Jedi with Han's dice. 
It's like... Oh, yeah. Like, look, I love The Last Jedi. It's my favorite Star Wars movie. When did anyone ever care about Han's dice? Why are they, like, this important thing that everyone keeps, like, acknowledging? And, and they we get, like, lingering shot. Like, I swear, if that scene at the end with, with uh, Luke and Leia was not, like, as perfectly acted and written as it was... I like I would I would be laughing if at the JJ bit with was the dice. directing it. Right. Like it, that that scene is incredible. It's not cuz of the dice. The movie is incredible. Yes. And it would have been even if Han Solo's famous dice were not in it. If he just hands like Han Solo's half-eaten cracker. Right. It, it, and so like in this movie it's Scooby-Doo's collar, this thing that's like He's a dog. He wears a collar. It's not a thing. It's not, like, anything that anyone was concerned about. Like, not everything has to be, Also, like, puppies grow out of their collar. Right, it doesn't even make sense that it's the same collar. But it, it's Scooby's like this- He's got a pencil neck. It's like this obsession with iconography. These movies don't want to actually build an emotional connection to, like, characters or story in the way that, like, a movie does- so Which, instead, weirdly enough, Last Jedi's tagline was "Let the past die." Right, that movie does it right because it's like that. Like, yes, here's all the iconography you remember, but Fuck hey, let, you know, like, let's think critically about why you liked this thing in the first place. Let's not just like rest on our laurels just and just throw empty nostalgia at you. The Jedi's had flaws. Right, heroes have flaws. Throw, throwing, throwing, throwing a a film that 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 someone likes in their face to try and, like, get them to like you now is a cheap move. (laughs) And it's... It's... It is, like, the pander. It's basically, like, whenever you have, like, people love saying, oh, I want new. No, you don't. No. You... Because people, when it's like, we want a new take on these heroes, and then you get someone like Snyder, who does it, and Ryan Johnson who does it, they get shit on. They are like, oh, this isn't the character. No. We don't want this. Right, and 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 in both of those cases, the things that they do change, or the things that they challenge, it, like, they're trying to make a point with it. Like, you know, you can dislike how Zack Snyder approaches the, the, the DC universe, but it, 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 it is working within a satirical framework to like make a point about how we look at those characters, how we see them. You can argue it doesn't work, which I argued that for a long time. I it took me a long time to come around to those movies, but eventually, but but like, you can acknowledge what the intent is and respect you can tell it even by if the you posters, don't. The not not the ass like release one, but like the pre-release photos where they look like propaganda. Right, like they're he's using the, both of those movies use subversion as a means to tell a story that's about something like people wanted like oh smash characters together until they fight and it's like oh but they only fight for 10 minutes i'm like do you really want a two hour long fight yeah like the 10 minute fight scene is great yeah but and it sticks with you yeah but like scoob is something where it's like they're they're changing all of these things from the original series 
not in service of any like story that they're trying to tell any point that they're trying to make any lesson that they're trying to impart it is purely cynical just this thing is old it let's feels, make it the movie just leaves you with this feeling of disgust right it's just, like let's make it less old let's make it more cool except and it's you, being written by like 40 year olds who have no idea what that means and also uh what i don't know whatever i'm gonna fit this in but fred doesn't use traps fred does not is, build one trap in this movie all right so after this the, they cut back to the gang and the the gang is like they're driving in they in the middle of nowhere and dick dastardly is he has decided that he is gonna capture the gang and the van and he decides to which this is straight out of like an early 2000s movie <laughs> it's bad and um he dresses up as a your stereotypically like bad blonde cop right yeah dresses up as a hot cop to like trick fred and they don't even like waste time to go like ah you're you've been you've been tricked right yeah that's that's the thing about it it's like he doesn't even do anything useful with the time that that buys him it's It's the it's like the he-man if we had the he-man one (laughs) (laughs) or it's like ah you that's like bad movies have it like good movies know when to set up a trick it's just uh... but yeah i mean to get like to to kind of just make a long story short dick dastardly captures the rest of the mystery gang and uh, in these like this modern age of like pol- like it, it would have been it's bad then but it's worse now in terms of like gender accept- acceptance yeah and they make a joke of like oh is fred gay haha yeah, it's not great. And um, but yeah, to like to kind of because there's a lot of just like little stuff that happens that doesn't really matter. But uh, eventually we get to what is it like Dinosaur Island or something? Yeah, mes like mesic, mesic. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Oh well, there, there's mesic mountain named after. Don Mesick, uh, original voice of Scooby-Doo, but there, there's also uh, the Dinosaur Island place where Captain yeah. Caveman Voiced shows by up. Tracy Morgan. It's by Tracy Morgan, just doing Tracy Morgan's voice, not even attempting to sound like it, Captain Caveman. Like, it, like when it, I heard the casting, I was like, oh yeah, that sounds good. He could do a good Captain Cave. No, he doesn't. It's Right, like, that's the thing. Like, it, you can hear in his voice that, like, if he actually tried, if they directed him to sound like Captain Caveman, he could probably pull it off. Tracy Morgan can do great voices. But they just He's... don't. They just, like, they don't even write him to talk like Captain Caveman. They're just like, yeah, no, you're just Tracy Morgan. And it's like, I can't imagine if they just... And at this point, it's like, I don't know if I'm being, like, super cynical on this movie, but the casting was, like, announced, like, right after he had his, like, big return. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was, like, WB going for another pat on the back. Yeah, and, and it's, it is such, like, it, it, it's like the, it's like the scene in, um, Age of Ultron, where they just, like, they meet the, like, Claw, the Black Panther villain, for no reason, he serves no purpose in the plot, he's just there to set up another movie. It's, it's yeah, and they have him beat up, uh, shaggy 
Yeah, else. it's even like like a, like a superhero crossover thing where they have a fight scene. It's like and they show, like he shows his caveman wrecked shit. Right, he shows his powers. He shows how cool he is. Like, please, please come see my movie next. Please, we beg you. And it's just, I don't fucking care about Captain Caveman. No one cares. It is 2020. No one cares about Captain Caveman. And the people who do won't like this version of him. And it's just... they. Oh, you can't forget that they show graphically dinosaur shit. Oh. It's, I hate this movie so much. <laughs> I swear to God. And they... um, They just... Uh, okay, let's let's let us let us get to the end of this this movie where we get to the important stuff. So, bottom line, Dick Dastardly captures Scooby. Shaggy they, realizes that he needs Scooby. They, well, they well okay, so they open the door to hell, uh, and Cerberus comes out. Dick Dastardly gets Muttley back, and then they just vanish from the movie like that. It's he just disappears. Whatever relevance yeah. he had to the plot, like the nothing get nothing gets resolved with him. He gets Muttley back and then just doesn't have to pay for his crimes or anything. Just no, he's he gone. does in the end. Uh, do, wait, does he, he gets captured? Okay, I must have missed that. And but also, these characters really don't say their like iconic lines. I think the only like Jinkies is from uh, Fred. Right, where it's like the joke that like that's not his thing that he says, but but, it, but he says it. But it's also it's like, like no one has said their thing in this movie, so you can't do or that. Or like joke. Fred's like proclivity to like set up machines. No. Yeah, in this one, like the his thing is that he he loves the mystery machine, and the mystery mystery machine gets destroyed in this big climactic final battle against Cerberus in a Scooby Doo movie. <laughs> Yeah, you know the Scooby-Doo franchise where it was like, the big theme was like, oh, things can be explained, and monsters aren't real. No, monsters real. And they, and the theme of like, oh, you can solve things through like, brains and ingenuity. No, violence. Well, yeah, and it's like, well, it is a superhero ending. Even when that stuff is subverted, like in Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, like, it's still clever about it. It still and finds even a way then to. They have like they give it reason, right? And here it's just like no, this this is this is a superhero universe. It operates on Marvel logic. So there's big monsters and and ghosts and and supervillains that have to be this defeated. This could be more cliche if it didn't do the light in the sky. I expected it to happen. Honestly, I expected uh, Cerberus to shoot a big beam into the sky at some point. Um. They they go on like oh hell will be unleashed no it just turns purple yeah he just turns the sky purple <laughs> if that's hell sign me up it looks kind of sweet yeah it's very aesthetic <laughs> vibes <laughs> but yeah they defeat Cerberus they find out that the only way to close the door to hell is to have uh, like two best friends a dog and a man on either side of the door to lock it and and Shaggy sacrifices himself so Scooby can stay in the real world and then like one second later they immediately walk it back and, I and Shaggy comes this, back I will give it this it did a fake out longer than uh, Rise of Skywalker with Chewbacca <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's I, I think so I think it beats it out by like 30 seconds and they, like you believe that Shaggy's gone for just slightly longer Shaggy is fucking dead 
<laughs> and I love that this this uh, shot was kind of floating around Twitter for for the first like couple days after the movie came out. But like the shot of like the elevator from hell coming down and uh, the door open the door like opens and it just drops to the ground and it's just green mist with Shaggy's silhouette in front of it and it is just like his stock pose. Yeah. Like like the, the the shaggy pose that was on like every piece of merchandise for the original and show. The memes just standing like there. that. And God, they didn't capitalize on the whole like if you don't remember like a year ago, or yeah, a year and a half ago, Shaggy was the shit. Yeah, the, <laughs> the shaggy was, memes were. They were huge, and not just the memes. The the actor Willard. Uh, no, not Matthew Lillard. He became, like, a meme star. And people were, like, loved Shaggy. They wanted him in Mortal Kombat. And... They... Yeah. They didn't capitalize on it. At all. Yeah, I mean, I think I... I I don't know. I think I would have found it a little cringy if they had the memes. If they referenced the memes in this. But, like... They could they could have put Matthew Lillard in this movie. Like and you uh, get your free marketing. Like I, I don't know if you remember like a couple years ago they did that Christopher Robin movie at Disney. Yeah. And for the longest time, uh, uh, Chris O'Dowd was supposed to be voicing Tigger in that movie, and like he recorded all his dialogue and they animated the movie to his dialogue. And then at the last minute, when when people actually found out that he was playing Tigger, like people got so upset. That they actually went back and well, no, well, let's replace him with Jim Cummings. Like, let's you know, do it right. Make the make the character sound like he's supposed to sound. Oh God, it's just. So they could have oh. done it. And it's because I guarantee you, nobody, no kid or even adult. I don't even know what kid or adult cares that much about Will Forte. Like Matthew he's Willard. Arguably has more star power than Will Forte does. You get. Do you know how popular? Like, do you know how good meme marketing is? I yeah. guarantee you. Do, like the whole like Keanu Reeves thing. Studios love it. Right. It's like they. <sighs> Danny DeVito. Why do you think he's in Jumanji? They went the lazy way, but also the way that it was like guaranteed to make them less money and have less goodwill from the public like, than to just I do it. The only like time that it's been like, oh yeah, this is validated, like your choice was like when Ryan Reynolds was in Detective Pikachu after everybody wanted Danny DeVito. Like yeah, story wise, it made sense to have Ryan Reynolds. Although I kind of want a cut of that movie where <laughs> you have that YouTube video. The Danny YouTube video is walking cool. up as the kid's dad. <laughs> Next to Pikachu, who's like two thirds his height. They were... Pikachu. He <laughs> was like the, 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 the shot of the shot of his foot from behind, but it's like half his body. <laughs> oh, sorry, kid. I dropped my kind of for my magnum dog. <laughs> I dropped my master condom for my Mewtwo dog. <laughs> this is getting cut and getting put on Twitter. <laughs> or something. <laughs> Just him walking up. 
Danny DeVito used trash, man. <laughs> I just can imagine him, like, walking up to his son and you have the meme of, like, I'm gonna save him! <laughs> <laughs> Suicide is badass! <laughs> oh, God. And I want him, like, to, like, you know the cage fight scene where it's like it was a big deal that uh, Pikachu says uh, hell? It's just yeah. him like going, fuck, fuck, fuck! <laughs> anyway, I started shocking. <laughs> oh, man. <All> right. <laughs> Scoob. Scoob, God. Uh, I was thinking Scoob. about a good movie for a while and it made me happy. Yeah. I don't so... know. That's going to get cut or input somewhere. Or is not. this a good movie? Which, oh, we're not even finished yet. They have. Oh, we the... still have more? <laughs> yes! And they have the. After that, it's like they capture Dick Dastardly. And they remove. Because it's like, Scooby Doo, you gotta remove the mask. Yeah, they gotta the remove mask. the mask. It's Simon Cowell! He's back! Yep. And then they and pull off like, the mask. They're like, wait, it can't and... be Simon Cowell. I wish it was Simon Cowell. I would have, like, applauded. It. <laughs> Like, go full cynical. Yeah. Yeah. At least it would have been committing. But, and, no. Nope, it's Dick Dastardly and Dick Dast... I... And then they, they cut to... Which we forgot that, uh... That the robots... They love Daphne. Oh, right. Yeah, because <laughs> she, like, helps the, the one the that has a vacuum for a head. Is... Um... So the and robots like, join he's them. He's the like Twitter reply guys for Daphne. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you could. Is simp okay? Can I say that? Yeah. Yeah, he's a simp. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like he he falls on. It's not like oh he admires Daphne. No, he loves her. Yeah. He has fallen like he's gathering his like robot simp army, <laughs> and he's taking over the Dick Dastardly machine. He's like, we have to save not the gang. Daphne. <laughs> and it's like, you just see them, like, coming out a swarm, and then it's like, this vacuum head. And my humor is so broken that I'm just cracking up. Because, God, this is what movies have come to. Yeah. And the only way that that whole thing becomes funny is if you just go, like, if you, like, mentalize that the robot is a simp. And I just, like, find that funny. Yeah. <laughs> You kind of have to make your own fun with this movie. But, and uh, then probably comes the most egregious... Oh, right, yeah, so we get the big... We get a, a dance party ending, which is like... Are, I mean, are we in no. 2005? Like, what, what are we doing here? They're copying Shrek 2. They got Simon Cowell in a dance party. I mean, guys, it's 2020. <laughs> like, they saw the end of, like... They saw the end of... Uh, Slumdog Millionaire saw the dance party and like that one best picture. Let's like, do that. Like we're in a post Lego movie, post Into the Spider Verse world. Like, how are we don't still doing bring the up dance Into the Spider Verse into this? Don't. I don't how want are we it. Still no, because it's you know God, what Spider Verse. Me... If anything, is the most fair comparison to this because yeah, that's another. But I hate um, that I have to compare these two because that's another modern reinterpretation animated reinterpretation of a uh of a classic evergreen property that has never really gone away and and it is a masterpiece 
Yeah, and it's like kind of sort of starting a shared universe. Except that movie is incredible. And it all is of probably its... the best superhero movie ever made. Yeah, and all its decisions are based around like what is best for the story that we're telling and for the and characters that we're tracking. It also has this, like, air of corporate greed in it. Yeah, like there is not an ounce of cynicism in that movie, even when it is poking fun at the source material because it's doing it from a place of love. And it's just smooth. And then meanwhile, it ends with and meanwhile, the it's mystery cool. machine. Fuck you. The mystery machine is destroyed and so Blue Falcon replaces it with a version uh, that looks like an iPod, that looks like a... It looks a, like lo- the Tesla Cybertruck. Yeah, it, it, it's disgusting. If it was disgusting. a fan, it's... I, it looks... It's if hideous. If they could get Elon Musk, he would have walked out of that thing. It's... Yes, absolutely. If they if he was available, they would have put him in there. And like, oh, it's my new Tesla mystery machine. Fuck you. It's this horrible. It, is the, it doesn't even look good. It looks like shit. It, yeah, it's it's a bad design. You know, like if they it do looks a sequel like to the memes of like, oh, this is what the future looks like. No, what it's the terrible. Fuck? Like and if they do a I... sequel to this movie, they'll probably have to walk it back because no one is gonna like this design. <laughs> They're gonna have the battery fires like the Tesla cars. <laughs> <laughs> the original mystery machine died on its way to the uh, repair factory. Uh, then, but this is when I officially went from like, oh, this sucks to, oh, I fucking hate this. Yeah. Like, I, it's like, at this point, I was like, fine, it's a fucking kids movie. I don't give a shit. No. As a, like, Scooby-Doo fan, this felt like a spit in the face. It felt like your stupid property isn't, like, what you loved since you were a kid isn't good enough anymore. It is old trash. No. You can't just come in here and, like, do this. It, it, and I get that, like, the whole, like, uh, like, it just is done from this place of cynicism and hatred. Right. Of, like. And, and if you're gonna do that, then, like, tell a good story with it. Like, like, if you're, if you're going in, if you're someone who, like, does not like Scooby-Doo, and you're tasked with writing a Scooby-Doo movie, and you can't think of anything else to do but to just, like, change everything and mock it mercilessly, at least do it in service of, like, a good story. It's like the do- cinema sins of movies. Yeah, like, that's the thing. I am fine with this level of, like, hatred and, and cynicism towards the source material if you can do it better. It's If like- you can give me something that is better than what I would get from a normal Scooby-Doo movie, then go right ahead, make fun of it, do, like, do whatever you want to do. It's like but- David Ayer going after, like, birds of prey right yeah, <laughs> yeah like yeah. If, you like, made if, if, shut up you made suicide squad you don't yeah, get a say if the stuff you're making is garbage then you don't get to make fun of the old stuff that you're that, like your garbage is built on it's it is like the i just hate it it's so bad the, and i own it now and I, I hate, it just, it just, I, it is the, and we talked in like, if this is like the official like moment and you, it started with like ready player one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I, I posted this back when ready player one came out and I think it, it's deleted now, but I basically said that like, 
Ready Player One is the always online Xbox One of of like corporate IP brand driven cinema, in that everyone rejected it at the time because you know it, it was too much too fast. It was it, like it tried to uh, push things too far towards like art is meaningless, uh, d- like iconography is just brands. It's just brand recognition. You don't need to like worry about what anything means don't question it don't question just consume and ready player one it was too much of that too early all at once and people rejected it but you know in just the the two years since ready player one came out like that is what cinema has slowly become and it's and it's interest it you can you can tell why they're starting off with animation it's the first kind of movies you see Right, and it's and it's easy, and it's like people don't question it. People don't question kids' entertainment. Like people laugh at like emoji movie, but like yeah, your kid, there's like little kids who don't care about like oh emoji movie sucks. No, there's little kids watching it. It's like pretty colors, but it's it is setting up a bad standard. Right, and we saw like uh like Wreck It Ralph two kind of did the same thing. You won't feel it like tomorrow or like a year from now, like in terms of like modern film, but in like twenty years when those kids are grown up, and they're ready to get marketed to, you're gonna feel it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's, it, it's just it's it is a lowering of standards and an unnecessary lowering of standards because like. I would argue that TV animation is the best that it's ever been right now. I mean, maybe not in terms of maybe not in terms of budget, but in terms of just having a renaissance at this point. Like in terms of the quality and variety of of content that, that we have with TV cartoons right now, it has never been better. And you, it, the fucking thing is, a lot of it is coming from fucking Warner Brothers. That yes, that's the thing. Rick and Morty. Warner Brothers. Well, that's I don't think that's produced in house, but but they own the rights to it. Yeah, but like the current, like the new Looney Tunes cartoons, that's Warner Brothers. Uh, Harley the, Quinn. Harley Quinn. The DC animated movies. Some you of have, them. Adventure uh, Time, a regular show that just ended. Well, a regular show ended a while ago. Yeah, but it's like they're still part of it. Yeah, it Steven is... Universe. Uh, like. Um, and they're telling these stories that are very heartfelt, that are natural. Yeah, yeah with like diversity a lot of, of them art are styles. Adaptations. Diversity of art styles, diversity of people like behind the scenes producing stuff with like different viewpoints and like Shira. Yes. Shira just ended. Beautiful. Yeah. But it's like you have Chuds going No. Because it's not like the thing they saw forty years ago that like But it is! It's actually pretty faithful <laughs> and good. But it's just—it's it's not a toy commercial like they remember. Forty years ago, it's not—it's—it's it's not the toy commercial that they remember. Because like everything has to. This there's a there's a balance. It's like things can't just be exactly the same as they were when you were a kid. But at the same time, if you're gonna bring back a property and do it again, you know, like put some effort in. Like that, I think that is the biggest takeaway with Scoob. Yeah, for like, me. And going back to like Spider Verse, it came from Sony, and people—that's—it was people were floored that it did. 
because Sony was a big push, like, a people who, one of the groups that pushed this, like, garbage. Yeah, they had not made, like, a good animated movie in years. Ever, probably. Like, the first Hotel Transylvania. The Hotel Transylvanias are pretty good. But more but for the animation than for... Gendy. Yeah, it's 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 Gendy and his his team of animators elevating like and some it's kind like, of even weak scripts. Sony but... will like totally like, okay, Gendy, don't get too creative on us. Yeah, don't but, be doing no Popeye. Yeah, but it's just like w- whether you're gonna do a faithful adaptation or like just a radical reinvention that changes everything, just put effort into it. Like, actually try to tell a good story. That's all. I mean, like. That should be all that's required. Like I, and it's I, kind of ironic that for a movie that's probably was built on merchandising, you're not gonna get to sell any right now. Right, no one can go out and buy the toys at the moment. So, and it's like, okay, are like people were like, oh, kids' movies are to sell toys. I don't. I've not seen many movies that lately that like the toys kind of explode. It's mostly the TV stuff that explodes. Yeah. And it's, like, sure, you have Star Wars, but Star Wars is always toys. Yeah. But they try. You can right. make your shitty animated movie, or, like, shitty animated, like, te- toys. Fine. But it's, like, put some effort. You yeah. Can, to... Like, it's, like, it's not a burden to have to put a cool thing in a movie. Yeah, like, to, to me... The impression that I get from Scoob, I think that the people on the front, like, like I think the people on the front lines who were actually doing the work to make the movie, the animators, you know, the the uh, director design, yeah, the director, yeah, the director has worked on a ton of direct to video Warner Brothers stuff. Like he's made good stuff. The the um, designers, like so I think everyone, so. I think everyone that's doing like the actual art of this movie really tried their hardest to elevate this thing but it's but i think that at the end of the day there was all no of chance the, it was gonna be good all of the major decisions it was a movie were made, by committee right they were made by committee they were made by executives who would not know a good movie if it slapped them in the face who don't don't understand what anyone likes about anything it's and, the, like it's almost like justice league the original cut where it's like Thing worked in other things, so thing must work here. Yeah, it's just, and they just cynically shit on an artist vision. Just cynically slapping elements together from other movies that, with no thought and they or get, care like, about a scab to get in to work on it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Scoob is Fuck extremely Scoob. bad. Fuck Scoob. Extremely bad. Is this um, a good adaptation of the show it's based on? Fuck <laughs> no. No. Is this a that. good movie? No. What am I giving no. it out of 10? A 1. A 1. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have to. Just um, for what it represents. The old, It would have gotten a 0 if it wasn't for that score. Yeah. And like me being like kind of rational at a point. Alright, well. Seen, I have seen <laughs> worse movies this year. Like just on a... But just what it stands for is what pisses me off. Yeah. So yeah, I think that about... Or it, it should cover it. This is our longest episode oh, ever. Oh no, we wait. We're just halfway through the movie. Oh no. 
But yeah, uh, I think that's gonna be it. We're um, sorry that, that it took this long. Yeah, but uh, you got a, you got an extra super long, long episode this time, so enjoy that. But God, my... don't don't get scoob. Don't even if like you're morbidly curious, just don't. Yeah. So, uh, if you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can follow us at uh, Sat Cinema Pod for new episode announcements and updates. Uh, you can follow Scoop us takes. on Twitter. I'm at Fawfulator, F-A-W-F-U-L-A-T-O-R. I'm at Jolson Tweets, uh, J-O-L-S-O-N Tweets. And uh, we got a Patreon, patreon.com slash satcinemapod. We're going to have a uh, bonus episode before the end of the month and every month going I'm forward. movie. Yeah, well. Interesting. Well, interesting. We're going to be talking interesting movies on the Patreon. Um, movies that we'll, like, we'll, that we'll probably respect. Yeah. Uh, and but yeah, you, the duck. Yeah. You can find that at patreon.com slash satcinemapod. And other than that... Uh, I think that's gonna do it. If you want, you can follow our Twitters. We're probably gonna start screaming. Maybe. Yeah. We're thinking. Or, or, or Twitch, you mean? Twitch, yeah. Well, we'll post on our Twitter one around Twitch. Yeah. Alright. That's it. We're done. No more scoop. No more scoop.